join Pastor Prince and the World Changes Nation every Sunday and Wednesday at the World Changes Arena, Accra. And also follow us on our social media handles. You are blessed. When you walk in the God kind of faith, you have the final thing. Because the Christian is not operating under the name of Jehovah. The Christian is operating under the name of Jesus. That name has the final say. Ephesians chapter 3 says, I bow my knees unto the Father, of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. That name is the name of Jesus. What does he say? He says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things and beings in heaven, of things and beings on this earth, and of things and beings under the earth. Jesus. When we get born again, we are baptized into that name. Pastor Prince, word here. Join Pastor Prince and the World Changes Nation every Sunday and Wednesday at the World Changes Arena, Accra. And also, follow us on our social media handles. You are blessed. There's power in this place. 2022, are you ready? Yeah. We are declaring 2022 the year of ever-increasing grace. The year of ever-increasing grace. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus and Savior Jesus Christ. It says, but grow in grace. Not somebody say grow in grace. Now, the word grow there means to increase in grace. It means to enlarge in grace. It means that grace is in measures. True or false? Grace is in measures. Grace is in measures. So when it says grow in grace, it means he wants you to increase in grace. He wants you to enlarge in grace. So 2022, you are going to grow in grace. Join Pastor Prince and the World Changes Nation every Sunday and Wednesday at the World Changes Arena, Accra. And also follow us on our social media handles. You are blessed. Be ye doers of the word, says, and not hearers only. Be ye doers of the word, says, and not hearers only. Be doers of the word. So, the Christian is a doer of the word. The Christian is a word practitioner. The Christian is an actor of the word. We, we live by acting on the word. We see changes by acting on the word. We see victories by acting on the word. When you put the word of God to work, you will see results. But you see, you cannot put the word of God that you don't know to work. So when you are faced with challenges, what will you put to work? Will you cry on God or you put his word to work? The word of God is equal with God. Understand that. The word of God is equal. So when you have the word of God and you are putting it to work, it means that you are putting God to work. You are activating the power of God. You are activating the operations of God. When you put the word of God to work, you are putting God to work. 
Join Pastor Prince and the Well Changes Nation every Sunday and Wednesday at the Well Changes Arena, Accra. And also follow us on our social media handles. You are blessed. Just told us the word is a seed. Did he say it's a seed? So it says the sower went to sow the seed. That seed is the word of God. But when you put a seed on the table, would it germinate and produce results? No. Come on. Putting your seed on the table is likened to putting your Bible on the table and saying it to work because God has said it. So when a farmer takes a seed and puts it on his table and says, By, I'm expecting a harvest in three months' time, will there be a harvest? Come on. But does it mean the seed does not have power? Does it mean the seed does not have power? Does it mean that the seed does not have the fruit within it? Does it mean that the seed cannot germinate and produce? It can. But you see, the germination of the seed is dependent on the soil. The what? The germination of the seed is dependent on the soil. So when in the conditions, so when the seed is planted on the table, it will not work. When the seed is thrown on the floor, it will not work. But it is a seed. The seed is expecting good conditions. Without the good conditions, that seed will be a useless seed. Even though that seed has within it what it takes to germinate and produce fruit. Come on, is that true or false? Amen. That's why I say the word of God that you do not hear, you do not know, you do not believe, cannot benefit you. Join Pastor Prince and the Well Changes Nation every Sunday and Wednesday at the Well Changes Arena, Accra. And also follow us on our social media handles. You are blessed. I command a change now. As I command a change now, receive your miracle. Receive your miracle. Take, 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 take. For four unique Sundays in the month of November 2021, join Pastor Prince for a refreshing time in God's presence. In 2018, we had a supernatural. In 2019, the extraordinary man. In 2020, the speed of the spirit. And in 2021, the theme is the God-man. See, there is a natural life. Do you know what I just said? And there's a, there's a supernatural life. There's a natural ability or talent. Then there's a supernatural ability. The supernatural ability of God is with the Christian. Through the Holy Ghost. This Holy Ghost. I'll show you certain things this week. Oh, man of God ministered to me. Uh, he said that uh, something is close and something big is it's close and it's going to happen very soon and I believed him and then I praised God for it now I've gotten an appointment at the Ministry of God <laughs> as an administrative manager you just said your salary was bad can you tell me how magnified the salary has become uh, times four <laughs> times four when I joined online from China pastor Prince prophesied and prayed for me 
After this, I also joined LOF's one-on-one -on -one meetings and had the opportunity to meet with the woman of God, Pastor Mabel. She also prophesied about three things. Number one, for me to reconcile with my mother, which I did. Number two, about my marriage. And number three, about the exact date of my wedding, which happened exactly so. After the marriage, joining my husband in Hong Kong became a bit challenging for me. But during one of our services, Pastor Prince prophesied that he saw an opportunity opening for me to join my husband. Within that same week, the opportunity came and as I speak now, I am with my husband in Hong Kong. Glory to God. After the prophecy, I was shortlisted as part of the final nominees for the Ghana Event Awards Best Female MC category. To the glory of God and to my utmost surprise, I came out as a top winner. The grace of God is really here and I want to thank Pastor Prince and Pastor Mabel. Join Pastor Prince and the World Changes Nation every Sunday and Wednesday at the World Changes Arena, Accra. And also follow us on our social media handles. You are blessed. It's that time of the year again. Festival of Healings and Miracles with Pastor Prince. I welcome you to our Festival of Healing and Miracles. Shout glory! Join Pastor Prince and the World Changes Nation every Sunday and Wednesday at the World Changes Arena, Accra. And also follow us on our social media handles. You are blessed. The coming of Christ is not because sin came. The coming of Christ is because God had preordained that Christ Jesus will come. And why had he preordained that? Because in the mind of God, even though he was creating the first man, there was a higher life and a higher person he was going to create. Jesus is higher in all ramifications than the first Adam. Oh. I'm seeing a depth before you. I'm currently in one. Currently in debt. You also don't have the money now. You are asking for time. It's true. Is that true? It's true. It's like things have changed about two years back. that you can enter a, a meeting and go home with something substantial with regards to the word of God is WCN. What do you guys think? Are places that they shout, shout, places that they preach about their ancestral powers. By the time you finish, you are dealing with powers. Amen. But there are places too that we share the word of God in a way that you know that we are not playing. Is that not true? Yeah. And here has become like, for now, whilst we work on other things, has become like a knowledge hub. Is that not true? Yeah. Anybody who is very serious who enters the church, this church, and is serious and wants to learn 
will end up learning something. But there are those who never want to learn. So it's important we measure if you are receiving what you are sharing or you are only sitting down to watch somebody talk and then when you close you go home and continue with your affairs <laughs> life affairs amen so please who is going to be number one <laughs> who wants to see what they've heard from the beginning of the year the beginning of the year is that not powerful who is going to start don't let our viewers think that you are not hearing anything <laughs> amen so let's see who wants to share something who will be the first to talk Will be the first to talk. Well, I should be mentioning names. Yeah. I'll mention them so. Today is specially for that. Birthday celebrants. Mr. James is in the house. That's not true. I saw her dancing today on the status. And I said, hey. Let's <laughs> dance into the word. Is that not true? So, who is going first? Who is going first? The class prefer wants to start. <laughs> By the way, if you are online, you are welcome to the classroom. Amen. So, I made service where we dissect the word of God and teach and encourage Christians to apply the word of God in their lives. Amen. So who wants to go first? Hey, what is happening here? Should we close and go home? <laughs> Someone should talk first. Who will talk first? The class prefect wants to talk first. <laughs> That's okay, let's finish that Glory. So if you are joining us online, we are asking what we've been sharing for the past how many months now? Hey, for the past eight months now, from January to August, we've been sharing the word of God like never before. Is that not true? And so we want to know what all those here. If you are also online, maybe you've been joining us, you can tell us what I've been hearing. Is that not true? 
I want to know what you've been hearing throughout this month. Amen. I said amen. amen. Okay, so he's going first. Who's going first? Bishop. <laughs> Please tell us what you've been hearing. Let's start from the class prefect. He's a bishop of the class. Is that not true? <laughs> Thank you so much, Pastor, for the opportunity. <laughs> um, okay, I would like to speak on uh, the concept of the new bed, where you expanded on fruits such as the, the, the meaning of being born again uh-huh. and then the types of creation uh-huh. no that's not this year is it this year yeah. <laughs> for this year for this year i think you've been hearing a lot okay, of things okay like spoke on grace uh-huh. this year beginning of yes. the year and then you spoke on uh-huh. blessings uh-huh. and then the Two immutable things. Uh-huh. That's the swan blessings. Okay. Uh-huh. And then you spoke on realities. Uh-huh. And then um, Where is this bishop going to? <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay, so that's what you've shared so far. So what what about grace and blood? Now you've mentioned topics. What do you guys think? So what about grace? On Greece, blessings, do you remember? On Greece, I've to be honest, I've not really made time to go through the messages again. Uh-huh. But the gist I heard is um, uh-huh. that grace is no unmerited favor. Uh-huh. That grace is the outworkings of God. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> okay. And what else on grace? Uh, we spoke on the throne of grace. Uh-huh. Honestly speaking, the Grace series have not gone through it. Uh-huh. Yes. So you should pay dollars. <laughs> if possible. Mazoto <laughs> Lobos. <laughs> okay, you've tried. Has it tried? Not at all, sir. So who else will take over from from him now? That's what you are doing for today. So 
as we will be here till 10 o'clock. Hallelujah. Yes, but I God wants to talk. Okay, mm. I, I, um, I think this year mm-hmm. you've shared a lot with us. Um, as he rightly mentioned, he, you taught us, I think, at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. um, you taught us about the Abrahamic blessings. Mm-hmm. You made mention of the fact that as believers, our economy is mm-hmm. not that of the world, mm-hmm. but our economy is that of the kingdom. Uh, you also made mention of the fact that um, we believers shouldn't, our source should be on God. Uh-huh. And he, God, would use any instrument or any means to bless us. So uh-huh. that means could be your work. Uh-huh. It could be a helper God is bringing you. Uh-huh. But your work in itself is not your source of the blessing. Okay. You also taught us on grace uh-huh. and um, you I think the part that stood out for me the most is the correlation between grace and knowledge uh-huh. you said you said that like once believers increase in knowledge uh-huh. there's also an increase in grace uh-huh. and you differentiated between the law and then the word of grace uh-huh. um, then the, the word of the grace is is for building us up as believers. Uh-huh. And then the word of grace is explains what Christ has done, uh-huh. is doing, and will do for the believers. Hallelujah. Wow. That's not powerful. That's powerful. That's powerful. Is that not powerful? Over to who? Sister Steph. <laughs> Legadosh. Say Legadosh. Yes. So. Over to Sister Steph. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think I remember us talking about uh-huh. effectuating the Abrahamic blessing. Uh-huh. Um, I think we looked at the life of Abraham uh-huh. and his work with God uh-huh. and what made him stand out so much uh-huh. that he was so blessed. So we spoke about, I think we said if you want to see the blessing, you have to give yourself uh-huh. first of all. And we saw that in the life of Abraham, and he gave his substance. We uh-huh. also spoke about tithe, uh-huh. and we also spoke about sacrificial giving when Abraham uh-huh. gave his only son. Uh-huh. So when we want to see the Abrahamic blessing, we have to do these things. Uh-huh. And um, we spoke about increasing in grace, that uh-huh. you can do that through knowledge, uh-huh through humility, uh-huh. through giving, uh-huh. um, impartation, and the throne of grace. Uh-huh. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> and uh-huh. that's what comes to mind. Wow, yeah. is that not powerful? That's also powerful. Especially on the effectuating the Abrahamic blessing. 
Okay. That's glorious. So over to who now? Pastor Fair himself or Sister Salome? <laughs> yeah, over to Sister Salome. Is that not powerful? Thank you, Pastor, for this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Please, what I remember is mm-hmm. um, about Pastor Obed's preaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Pastor Obed taught on seven benefits of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And what I remember is he said the Word of God builds us up. And also, the word of God cleanses us. Mm-hmm. And then also, the word of God gives us an inheritance. Mm-hmm. And then also, the word of God instructs us, mm-hmm. corrects us, mm-hmm. rebukes us, mm-hmm. and also train, also in training in righteousness. And then also, the knowledge of God gives us discernment, uh-huh. discernment of the spirit. <laughs> That's what I remember. Thank you. Okay, you have tried. Glory. Is that not powerful? Okay. So over to the birthday girl herself. <laughs> Thank you so much, Papa, for the opportunity. I was going to say what um, Brother Godric said, but mm-hmm. I want to add to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Papa, you taught us that mm-hmm. um, about two immutable things. And then you said, um, God is our source. Mm-hmm. And then our jobs and any other thing are instruments. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And the instruments are in our life mm-hmm. are not eternal. Mm-hmm. But then the source which is God, is eternal. Mm-hmm. And then you also told us that God honors doers of the word mm-hmm. and not just um, um, just a miracle workers. Or, mm-hmm. uh, if you had the word of God, uh, of the word of God, mm-hmm. God will honor you. And then about Pastor Obe's teaching, he said the word of God, about the seven things the word of God does. does and then he said about, mm-hmm. uh, he told us about the word of God directing, being our guide. Yeah, so uh, he went on to say that if we um, stick to the word, if we learn the word of God, it directs us as to what to do, what decisions to take in life and all. Thank you so much, Papa. <laughs> Glory. So who wants to add on? Okay, Pastor, over to you. I, I want to add on, uh, but focusing on more on the... Uh, Pastor Obed's teaching. Uh-huh. I think Pastor Obed, apart from what they had already shared, took us through uh-huh. a careful studies of the book, on the book of Philippians. And then he also took us through a careful study on the book of John. Uh-huh. And in Philippians, some of the things he made mention of, uh-huh. um, I think from the first chapter, uh-huh. um, he encouraged us to always, from the writings of Paul to the church of Philippians, 
you always encourage them to be thankful and give thanks to God. And then um, he also made mention of the fact that, uh, Pastor Obed also made mention of the fact that in Paul's writing, he said anytime he thought of the church, he was always thanking God for them and praying for them. And one thing that he, he, he mentioned which stuck with me was the fact that we shouldn't be instruments through which the man of God or the person we are under should uh, have worry or should be troubled for. Our actions should be said that when they think of us, it is to exaltation, but it is not to bitterness or uh, 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 being hurtful. He also mentioned uh, partnership, how the church of Philippians were partnering with the apostles in the propagation of the gospel and how we can emulate that in our work or in our belief with God to partner with the vision that um, uh, our man of God has. Then we, we further went into discussing um, the book of John, and in the book of John too, we took a look at the early life of Jesus Christ. And one of the things that really struck me, which I have read John, but like that thing stuck with me was the mentality of Jesus Christ and even the mentality of the apostles. When they heard the gospel, the first thing that came to their mind was to go and inform their family members and their friends about what they heard so that they follow them to see who, to follow them to Jesus. And the first thing Jesus also did was that when he met them, he invited them over to his house. And that just kind of shows how important fellowship and then sharing the, the, the word among our brethren is using Jesus Christ himself as an example. Wow. Hallelujah. Is that not powerful? Who remembers all that he said right now? John, Philippians, and others. Amen. Pastor Fai, what do you also have to say? <laughs> Is that not powerful? It's powerful, sir. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, sir, for the opportunity. Okay, so, say so at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. after declaring the year of uh, increased grace or increasing grace, you started by addressing the subject of grace. Mm-hmm. And um, we spoke about grace in multiple folds. We spoke about the grace of God. We spoke about the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We spoke about the spirit of grace. And then we spoke about how to increase in grace. Mm-hmm. And in Increasing in grace, you mentioned that humility is one way to increase in grace. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is another way of increasing in grace. Mm-hmm. Another also is by giving. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned about impartation by one that is higher than you. Mm-hmm. And then you also mentioned the throne of grace. Mm-hmm. And then um, one other thing you spoke about is God's earthly address. Mm-hmm. And in that message, you made it clear that the Christian is God's address on the earth. Mm-hmm. So God's earthly address is the Christian. Mm-hmm. 
And just as a person has a physical address where you can contact them, mm-hmm. on the earth, the way to contact God is through the Christian mm-hmm. because he has made God his headquarters here on earth. Mm-hmm. That is one thing. And then also, um, you spoke about the new man renewed in knowledge. Mm-hmm. One of our meetings, you spoke about the new man renewed in knowledge. And you spoke about the Christian that it doesn't end the Christian life doesn't end in being born again. Mm-hmm. But one important thing after being born again mm-hmm. is a renewal in knowledge. Mm-hmm. And that is what stuck with me, that it is not enough to be a Christian, but then we have to be renewed in our knowledge. And you related that to why growing in grace has to do with knowledge. Mm-hmm. Because God recognizes knowledge as a way of growing in him. So the new man should be renewed in knowledge. And then when Pastor Obed came, he started talking about the book of Philippians. And one thing that he said during his teaching of the book of Philippians is that when you are following a man of God, he was citing an example that what you are following a man of God, what to you, whatever your man of God says is what you know. You don't make references to people that are not your men of God. And that's, I mean, we have heard it over again, but this time it was more highlighted that your man of God is the one God has given to shepherd you, to lead you. So he's the one you make reference to. He's the one you are seeing. Just as Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So we don't know any Christ, but then we follow our man of God, Pastor Prince. That is who God has given us. And then Pastor Obed also spoke about seven vital furnaces of the Christian. And then in that he mentioned, um, it was a study of the declaration we have been making here in church. And he made it clear that the word of God is God speaking to us. It's a personal experience that when you want to hear God's voice, it is not outside his word. So God talking to you is what he has written in his word. So that is the word of God is God speaking to me personally as a fair. And then he spoke about um, we are who Christ is and we have what Christ has. So he demonstrated that what God can do, the Christian can do because what God can do, Christ can do. So if we have Christ in us, then what God can do, the Christian can do. That is also one thing I learned. Then um, just recently when he spoke about the seven benefits of the word of God, he spoke about the word of God being um, a guide to us. The word of God guides us. The word of God also gives us instruction. The word of God builds us up. The word of God cleanses us. The word of God gives us an inheritance. And then the last one he spoke about, which is a fourfold definition of God's word, is that um, the word of God gives us instruction. It serves as an instruction or a teaching or a doctrine. Then he spoke about the word being for rebuke and correction. And that one really stood out. Even when I was coming, I was um, discussing um, with my wife an example of the word of God serving us a rebuke and a correction 
because most people haven't thought of the word of God as a rebuke and correction. And what Pastor Obed said last week was that we can use God's word to rebuke you. That is one thing. But then after rebuking you, the same word has to correct you. If it leaves you at the point of rebuking, you, you might repeat it because you have not been corrected. So the word of God is not just for re- reproofing or rebuking us, but then after that, it corrects us. And then he even said in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 13, in the scripture, that said that the one who hates correction is heading towards poverty and shame. And that one, I, when I came, I just drew his attention that, has he seen that the word is not saying that it's, it's just given, even though given, I mean, takes us away from poverty. But then, apart from giving, not heeding to instruction can even lead you to poverty. And that one also stuck with me. And after that, he spoke about training in righteousness, where we spoke about the doctrine of righteousness, that the righteousness for the Christian is about the rightness of God, the correctness of God. So if God, by his rightness, cannot forsake the Christian, Having the same righteousness of God by that same rightness should not forsake. So those are some of the things I learned during uh, the studies this year. Amen. Is that powerful? It's powerful. Who wants to add something again? Thank you, sir. Thank you for the opportunity, sir. Um, this year, you've, you've really taught us a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Starting from the grace mm-hmm. message. You said grace, <laughs> like uh, brother Walash. Like grace is solid food, eh? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like our bra- bra- brother Walash said. From where I ended. <laughs> uh-huh. Grace is not unmerited favor. Mm-hmm. And you... You said that for us to really understand grace, we have to understand the predestined will of God. Uh-huh. And you said grace is the outworkings of God uh-huh. according to his, according to predestination uh-huh. based on divine election after the counsel of God. Uh-huh. Then the classifications of grace, that's the grace of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus, uh-huh. and the spirit of grace. Uh-huh. For the um, grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. You said it, it is the outworkings of God uh-huh. expressed in his kindness towards us uh-huh. for the consummation of his eternal purpose. Uh-huh. Um, it is, it is in, with that, you taught us that um, God's eternal purpose, uh-huh. he consummated his eternal purpose by bringing one person, that is Christ Jesus. To, so the coming of Jesus Christ was the outworking of God. Jesus was um, an embodiment of God's outworking. God bringing out what he had purposed in himself before the world began. So um, in effect, grace was not because sin came into the world. But because God had already preordained or planned something, and he bringing out his plan, working out his plan, that is what grace is. And you spoke about the, the throne of grace too. The, the, the grace uses is a lot. But 
I picked one or two things from the messages. The, the throne of grace. He said we should come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. And you, you told us that finding grace to, to help in times of need, the particular kind of grace he's talking about, there is a special kind of grace that um, is required when, let's say, a person has gone out of the way. That particular kind of grace is only found at that particular point when you really need that grace. Let's say you are going through some kind of persecution and you, you need um, strength for it. There is that kind of grace that is only found at the throne of God and that's a special kind of grace. And you went into the, the blessing series. You said the blessing is the divine economy of, of heaven. And you explain the blessing as a divine influence of the Spirit of God upon a person or in a person that causes the person to prosper and to have success supernaturally. And you, you, you said that the, the blessing of, of Abraham, the blessing of Abraham was, was based on... Um, the lack of the blessing of Abraham was the righteousness of faith. And he said, Abraham received one, a promise, and God also made a covenant with Abraham. And the reason he received a promise was because God had foreseen that um, there were going to be some people that were going to come that would also believe in God just as Abraham believed in God and it was counted to him for righteousness. And those people, through their faith that they expressed in God through the Lord Jesus Christ, they would also be counted as the seed of Abraham. And because of that, God made a promise so that God might include those people in the Abrahamic blessing. And God also made a covenant with Abraham so that he might include Abraham's seed after the flesh in the blessing of Abraham. And you went on to speak about God's earthly address. He said God dwells in heaven. And he also dwells on earth here. And his location here on earth is in the Christian. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, sir. Is that not powerful? Who has remembered something right now? If that is powerful, shout glory. So... Who has remembered something else? They've been talking. Everyone is talking. Maybe while they were talking, you remembered something. A key statement that you actually wrote down that you've forgotten. Or that you actually heard and you've forgotten. As of all, you want to give us something else? Yes, I just one statement mm -hmm. from the... But Gideon, you've not told us anything, no? Easter Youth Camp. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. The Easter Youth Camp, you spoke about the born again. Camp. Easter Camp, yes, sir. The born. We have another camp meeting. Is that not part of <laughs> Glory. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. And during the Easter Camp, mm -hmm. you said something profound about, I mean, on the Sunday, mm -hmm. that most people or most churches celebrate the. That's on the Sunday. Yes, sir, on the su Sunday. They, they celebrate the 
birth of Jesus, they celebrate the death of Jesus, but the understanding of Easter mm-hmm. is in the fact that Jesus, or in the truth that Jesus, mm-hmm. when he died, he resurrected he was born again mm-hmm. and that is why we have the title on that day when you were teaching us the born again jesus yes the born again jesus mm-hmm. so um that's that just came to mind and i said i would mention it sir wow yes sir wow is that not powerful it's powerful Then shall we say to these things? Alagatos Atili Palakatos. Okay, so it's powerful, eh? Is it powerful? So you see the need to learn. Is there a need to learn? And is there a need to apply the word of God? It's very important. Very important. I think one of the prayers we can we can always make is for Christians to be enlightened. Is that not true? The church. And all these things shows us what we have really emphasized with regards to church meetings. Today when you enter church and you are asking for people who are giving themselves to knowledge of the Bible, you, I think you will cry. Many have given themselves to prayers to receive. So, Lord, give me, give me prayers. We've put the word of God down. And so it's difficult for Christians to prosper. It pains me so much that Christians can't prosper. <laughs> what do you guys think? And we are the ones who are talking about the blessings. Unfortunately, many Christians are not doing well in life. Many. Many are begging God for things and doing things because of the absence of knowledge, number one, and the absence of applied knowledge. How do I apply what I've heard? Amen. Amen. Is that not powerful? Because we reach that point where Paul in his speaking says, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. See, when a man of God talks like that, and it looks like even though Paul said that many years ago, the body of Christ is still yet to be spiritual. You see, spirituality is measured in knowledge. Spirituality is not measured by spiritual gifts. See, spirituality is measured in knowledge. Spirituality is not measured by how many people you have around you or how many people you have in your church. It's measured by there are things that when you study God's word, when you hear them, you, you are able to 
distinguish between right and wrong. Is that not powerful? The Bible says that strong meat belongs to them who, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to distinguish between good and evil. And I realized that everybody I've worked with who has knowledge, sometimes you hear a song or you hear a statement or you hear something anywhere and you realize that this is wrong or this phrase is wrong or this particular part of this lyrics is wrong. It's not because you are being too no. It's because of the knowledge that you have seen and known in the scriptures. Mm. Is that not powerful? So it's important that we learn the word of God. It's very important. If we do not learn the word of God, the wise man will learn and increase in knowledge or increase in learning. That's what the Bible says. Anybody who is wise will increase in learning. Anybody who is also foolish will decrease in learning. So, he wants us to be wise by increasing in learning. Let's just look at First Corinthians chapter 3, just on what we just did. The scripture says that for lack of knowledge, since my people are destroyed. Today we have emphasized, emphasized on the power of the devil. Everything that is happening in our lives, we are tracing it to the devil. But when you study the scriptures, you see that the devil is not uh, a person to be considered in our lives. You see, what, what we should be emphasizing on is knowledge. And not just any knowledge, but the accuracy in knowledge. I've said it that God knows where he's taking us to as a ministry. And we also know where God is taking us to. Is that not true? And because of that, we know that one of the greatest assets that we can give is knowledge. We can give you prophecies. If the prophet dies and is no more, you may not be able to go back to him to receive a prophecy. But when we give you knowledge, the prophet is no more, and you know how to apply the knowledge, you would end up applying the knowledge in the absence of the prophet. Is that not true? The same with every area, every ministerial office. So the role of knowledge is so important that as powerful as Paul was, a man of God, sometimes when we talk about the power of the apostles or the power of the spirit that the apostles were moving with, people only see the soul winning. But I've realized that when a man of God sees death and goes for it, it means that he is powerful. Not many men of God in Ghana will see imprisonment and still go for it. You 
organize a crusade and they said if you come you in prison you you run and go and hide somewhere in fact your wife will advise you the others will say papa please you've heard we've seen all the threatenings and all that you see sometimes i have a lot of things to share but i've decided to make sure that i measure what is happening with what i've shared already is that not true before you continue, else you, you just be throwing the, the word of God there and nobody is eating it. Amen. But when you study the apostles, especially Paul, I've advised us to do a character studies. Maybe one of these days we'll start on character studies, character upon character, Daniel, their work with God and all that, so that we all learn certain things. Because those things, the Old Testament is written for our learning. So that we, through the comfort of scriptures, might have hope. Meaning even that the, the scriptures has the ability to comfort us. To console us. When you have applied for a job for 100 times and nobody has called you. You are still comforted in the fact That the word will prevail at the end of the day. So a lot of things. So you see this man of God not only doing miracles and healings, but also going through all manner of persecution for the sake of Jesus Christ. Being put in prison. Being threatened, you read this account, it says in fastings often, in hungers, in famines, in threatenings, in distress. So when such a man is emphasizing on knowledge, you know how important knowledge is. You see, we are in a generation of comfort where all ministers are comforting themselves in what they have achieved, the schools they have built, churches they have built, and the cars they have bought. Is that not true? But Paul and the others were not like that. Their whole aim was to preach the gospel everywhere, even if it will cost them their lives. When you see a man of God saying, none of these things move me, after receiving prophecies of death. Am I talking to some of you here? After receiving prophecies of death. And he saying goodbye to his elders. And his elders crying. And the church people crying. And weeping. And the man of God turns and asks them, why do you people weep like this and break my heart? I am not only willing to even go, I'm even willing to go and die. For the sake of the gospel. Is that not powerful? I believe that we, the young ones coming, should have that in our minds. We are not here for all the comfort we can get. We are here to live for Christ and to get our reward at the end of the day. Is that not true? 
But Paul, with all of these things, emphasized so much on knowledge. In fact, throughout the New Testament, Paul talked mostly about knowledge. 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 And prayed for knowledge for the church throughout the New Testament. And that is how powerful knowledge is. And I'm talking about the accuracy of knowledge. See, for instance, we talk about the God earthly address. Is that not true? Generally, God is everywhere. The things he has created makes us know that he's everywhere. We say God is omnipresent. That means that we can find him on the tree, in the sea, wherever. God is everywhere. Generally. But in reality, God is in man on earth. God is in heaven and is on earth in the Christian. That's an, that's an, that's the accuracy of knowledge. The presence of God is in us. Many always think that the presence of God is that which is manifested. See, the demonstrative power of God normally call that the presence of God when people fall under the power or when the power of God hits somebody and he quakes or he does something people call it the manifest presence the manifest power I think it's a it's a, it's a, it's a term that has been coined in the body of Christ but It is, is, is not really any scriptural term. <laughs> Amen. We, were, we are looking, people were looking for what to call the falling downs and all that. And they say it's a manifest presence. That is God manifesting himself. You see, but when you read the scriptures, the presence of God is manifested through gifts. The Spirit of God is manifest. Let's talk about the manifestations of the Spirit through gifts. So nobody may fall. But as long as gifts are in operation, the Spirit is being manifested. See how simple it is. That's the accuracy of knowledge. And I believe that in time as we go, the world will hear the knowledge we have. If God keeps the knowledge from the body of Christ and the world, he will have to raise another man of God to come. So that the church can be perfect before Jesus comes. So it's not everything you hear. Today we chase a whole lot of things. But there are a whole lot of things to be taught. Sunday I said something. I said many people are only concerned about what God or the Spirit of God will do for them. Not many Christians have been trained to think about what they can do for God. We are called to do for him. That's our calling. We are not called to receive from him. But like I say every time, I, I feel my syllabus is so high. And we have to pray more. What do you guys think? Yeah, so some of the things when I say, I know that people don't really understand now at this level. But thank God we started young. <laughs> Shout glory. I know that many don't understand the syllabus of WCN. But I understand too. Even when Paul started, nobody understood what he was saying. 
the truth is that we are not teaching anything new. Some of the people think it's a new revelation. We are not teaching any new revelation. We are teaching what should have been taught, that have been left behind. You see, Sunday I said that people are teaching things on demons, patterns, and uh, firstborns, lastborns, all kinds of things. Why a witch card did attack me? Why this, this, and all that? We've all lived in places with witchcraft. We've all lived in places with witchcraft. But there's too much force upon us and in us to consider the works of witchcraft. In fact, the New Testament calls witchcraft the works of the flesh. It doesn't call witchcraft uh, powerful, something, something. It's it's the works of the flesh. That's what it calls witchcraft. So it's important that we give ourselves to what we are sharing here. In one of the teachings, I said it that every partner, it was a partnership meeting, every partner should know what we are teaching. See, it is so amazing that is that not strange? Is that not strange and powerful? So it's very important that we give ourselves to what we have been sharing here. You know, if we do not give ourselves to what we have been sharing, where would we be then? I know. <laughs> it's so powerful. Is it not powerful? And sometimes you have a lot to share, but you just want to. Make sure that people are learning. People are learning. People are learning. Why is this so important? Because you see, God considers the church as a family. The church as an organism or as a denomination is a family. And Every family is such that you have to be trained in the family. You know, training is key in every family. And the family is such that there is a father in the family. There is a mother in the family. Is that true? There are kids in the family. See that you are a parent in the family or you are a child in the family. You can't be the both. Can be both. So in every family, it's like that. That is how God views every ministry in every church. So God sees that this is a father over his family. And the purpose of the father is to train and to raise the children up. In that particular discussion, I remember saying that sometimes people think that People don't know this thing, that the church is a family. God is a father. The man of God is a father. And has his children. And the man of God has a responsibility of raising and training the children. And bringing them unto perfection. 
where they have become skillful. They have become useful in the word of God. And I said that if the purpose of, of ministers is not that, and our purpose is just they give me, give me, we have a defeated purpose. Means we have defeated God's purpose. Or we have thrown away the program of God for the church. Even in the Old Testament, he actually made sure that the laws were kept. And many things were kept. Shall I hide this? There's even the priority. Shall I hide this from my servant Abraham? Knowing that he shall guide his children, instruct his children to follow my laws. God is interested in us. We may make noise about how many people somebody has in his church, how much building they have built and all that. If the central purpose of such a ministry is not to build the people who are under them, that purpose is a defeated purpose. God is interested, firstly, in the trainings, in the growth, in the raising of the children, of his children, or the children of the pastor. You hear what I said? And it's so important. So important. All others are secondary. I believe that when a child grows through proper training, he does not remain a child. He becomes a man. Or a woman where he's able to all by himself do a lot of things. Did you come with your parents here? And they were holding your hand so that you cross the road. <laughs> Why? In their minds, you have become what? An adult. That is the same with church. So we may do healings, we may do miracles, we may celebrate testimonies. All are means to let people know that the Spirit of God is manifesting in the church. But if that becomes the main reason for the ministry, then we are making a mistake. I don't know whether you understood what I said. So miracles are necessary. Healings are necessary. Manifestations of the Spirit are necessary. Why? So that people will know that the Spirit of God is in and with us manifesting himself for our profiting. But that should not be the reason why we do ministry. And that should not be the reason why a Christian goes to church. These are things that must be written down in books. What do you guys think? There must be a correction somewhere. There must be a correction somewhere. And I know without a shadow of doubt that we will do that before we leave this earth. Yeah. Else all that we will just do is just to do miracles and to do healings and to do prophecies and then we leave this earth realm. And we leave people who only remember us for the miracle they got. The greatest, one of the greatest, the greatest miracles is to be born again. Is that what they say? 
the other greater miracle is to be raised by a pastor. You see, I want to say something, but I don't want to say it today. Maybe later on I'll say it. So, but the church is a relationship of the shepherd and the sheep. That's the whole church. And if you understand the relationship between the shepherd and the sheep, then you understand all that I'm saying. You see, when he, when he mentions all, for he gave some apostles and he gave some prophets and he gave some pastors, and he, is that not what he said? Is this for what? For the perfecting of the saints. For the perfecting of the saints. For the perfecting of the saints. For the equipping of the saints. So that they no longer be children. Infants. It says in malice be children. That is in malice, in disputes. You see, and all of that. Fightings. Arguments with people. It says be children, be a child in that. It means that, that, that let that be little in your life. But in knowledge be men. The men of knowledge are coming. Not just knowledge, applied knowledge. So important. When we share things like this, it looks so... Uh, but this is the truth. I mean, you know that this is the truth. Everyone is running for something. We have... We have left the Jesus behind. Mary said, they've taken away my Jesus. And I do not know where they've put him. It's true. You can be a miracle seeker and leave Christ behind. And that is there. I think that is 80% of most. And that is what has generated and raised selfish Christians. You know why people are not here? It's selfishness. Selfish Christians. Everybody's after what they will get. The one who loves Christ and is concerned about Christ. You know, when Jesus died, said Mary was the first to run there. She was so concerned, I didn't think she could sleep in the night. Whereas the others were asleep. If you are not faithful in the things of God, God will never be faithful when it comes to you. So you will not see the faithfulness of God in your life, in your business. You'll be shocked. Why am I just like this? Because you've not been faithful toward God. Said he that is faithful in little. How will he know this person is faithful in little? Because he watches to see whether he's faithful. It's so important. It's so important. It's so important. Is that not true? Many just want you to pray for them. See, do this for me. Man of God, please help me here. See, the Old Testament and the New Testament are completely different. Very different. Old Testament. You see all that throughout the Old Testament. Is that not powerful? So there is some part of the gospel is the Old Testament. 
So see all the people coming to seek something from Jesus. So if you make the seeking of something from Jesus, the yardstick for what, what, why you do what you do, you'll still be living somewhere in the Old Testament. When you come into the new, you realize that Jesus wants us to be like him. See, in all things, in love, in word, in purity, in faith, and all that. To look like him. Indeed. I believe that wherever Jesus is sitting right now at the right hand of the Father, he, he moans when he looks at so many Christians who are just calling his name for something. I believe that. <laughs> so why is that everybody is just staying at childhood? And they're always calling me. They're calling me Jesus, Jesus. My job, Jesus. <laughs> is that not strange? You see, I'm talking from an angle of maybe the next 50 years to come. So what I'm saying now will make meaning to somebody who is here in this generation now. Is that not true? To make meaning to somebody who is to come in the next 30 years that what this man was saying is true. You see, because Jesus said, the works I do, shall you do. The church says, Jesus, the works you didn't finish, please do my own for me. <laughs> this is the difference between what we are all seeing. Uh, but it's so important. It's so important. We have a lot of things to share. Now, you see in the writing of Paul, let's just read the scripture and then I think we can close with it. Is that not powerful? So that, like I said, I didn't come here to teach. I have a lot to share. Things to share, but I just want to make sure as a ministry we are learning something. Jesus had 12 disciples, but even out of the 12, he had three that he loved so much. Do you know that? Yeah. He had 12 disciples, so out of the and he was so concerned about the three, also. Only three, say only three. See, only three. He had 12, we could have chosen nine. To say that, oh, numbers will make my work go quickly. I had three that he was doing things with. Peter, James, and John. Is that not true? At that time, there was no Paul. So Paul is the fourth of the three now. <laughs> and you look at the writings of John the writings of Paul, the revelation to John. Is that not powerful? So powerful. This and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. This is a man of God talking to the church. And I, brethren, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. Even as unto babies or babes in Christ, and I, I could not speak unto you. So when he entered the church, the Corinthian church, or the church of Jesus in Corinth, and was speaking to them, said, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. Is that not powerful? Look at what he's saying. I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. 
but as unto canal, even as unto babes in Christ. He could not communicate to them because they were not spiritual. They were not spiritual. So I could not speak unto you as people who are spiritual. But as unto canal, even as unto babes. Verse 2. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are ye able. Verse 3. I have fed you with milk. I have fed you with milk. Did you hear what he said? So he said, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. He said, I have fed you with milk. It was interesting what he feeds them with. Or what they were feeding on. And it's important we take note of what we are feeding on. Whether we are feeding on the word of God. We are feeding on milk. Or we are feeding on what? meat to be spiritual. Come on, shout glory. glory. Amen. It says, for you are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, these are all works of the flesh. These are selfish works. Are you not carnal and walk as men? If you have a Bible on the line and walk as men, if a man of God says that all of you are walking as men, why should you be walking as men? What is he trying to say? <laughs> well, like, is that not strange? So are you not carnal and walk as men? So it's like uh, you, are, you guys are walking as men. You are born again and you are walking as men. The question should be, how then should we walk? <laughs> It's a walk. It's a walk. It's a walk. Christianity is a walk. Christianity is a walk. It's a walk as God. Hallelujah. Not I walk as men. Hallelujah. When he says that you are all kind of, you are walking as men. So you are functioning as men. You are living as men. May God have compassion on all of us. And increase us in knowledge. And increase his church in knowledge. And increase the body of Christ in knowledge. And give us the grace to stay in and with that knowledge. You know. And cause us to do the knowledge. To live it out. I've said that one of the greatest truths anybody can receive. Is Christ living in the person. I, I can't imagine anybody underrating such truth. It will, it will solve a lot of things. A knowledge that was hidden to men that were of old and given, revealed to one man of God. A knowledge that God keeps for many people and gives to you. For the church, it's a serious knowledge. It's not a common knowledge. So he did not give it to Isaiah. 
Even Enoch who worked with God did not give it to Enoch. He did not give it to Elijah. Elijah, Elijah knows nothing about Jesus Christ. If you ask them, who is Jesus Christ? They don't know. They couldn't know. They knew nothing. Isaiah knows nothing about Jesus Christ. But in our dispensation, we know. Is that not strange? They can tell you about the miracles they did. See, that is what their miracles are recorded. They knew the God who performs miracles. Or the miracle working God. Is that not true? And even that knowledge that what they know is still limited. Is that not powerful? Say thank you, Holy Ghost. That God or Christ is not only just Christ living in us, but us living in Christ. Us living in Christ. If this truth lays hold on you, If this whole building falls down and is falling, you still know you'll be out there. So no, you'll be out there. You hear what I said? You living in Christ, Christ living in you. That's number one. Number two, you being made as Christ. The two. It's a knowledge. No, people say they preach the new creation, they preach the new creation. It's because they don't know the new creation. Any prophet, any man who goes, they don't know what we are talking. They don't know the Christian. You don't when you don't know the Christian, you are talking about who? You are talking about uh, Isaac. Or who? You are talking about Ezekiel. You are trying to let us experience the, the experiences of Ezekiel. Is that not true? The father at Grapes and something, something, something. To the fourth generation. The, the blessings to the fourth generation. All kinds of things. Why am I talking like this? Because I want you to give yourself to what we are preaching and what, you, what we are teaching. It is the truth that many years to come, people will be rushing for. They would have realized that all the their things they've been hearing are not the truth. You see, people don't know what is the truth. Because sometimes we even distinguish, we are not able to distinguish the English word truth and uh, what the word of God means when it says truth. But I've thought on that. Is that not true? I've thought on what is truth. You can go and listen to it. It's so powerful. That one, nobody mentioned it here. You've even forgotten Amen. It's like when the scripture says the word of God is quick. The English quick means to speed. But the word quick means life. You see, so it's important you understand. When someone says truth, he's saying truth. It's truth. When a doctor gives you a report, it's not truth, it's fact. Did you hear what I said? When somebody sees you and says you are fair, it's not truth. It's fact. 
Do you see the difference? The truth is you are like Christ. That's the truth. That's truth. That's why he said I could not speak unto you as on the spiritual. Because there are certain things when you say, they may sound, your intellect can't accept it. Uh, some of the things when I say, you can't accept it. So I keep quiet and watch you. Let's keep on. One day, I'll be saying it on the mountaintop. See, because the word in the New Testament is a revelation and it's a reality. It's a revelation and it's a reality. I said the last time that the word of God is a statement of truth. It's a reality. And one day I'll teach you what it means when it says the word is not only just a revelation. I know many people who run, who, who run with the revelation. Papa, this revelation is powerful. They even started preaching in people's churches with the revelation. So you can move with the revelation, but move with reality. That is personal. Sajem, is that not powerful? It's powerful. So I'll leave you today so you can go and sleep. What do you guys think? So I don't sleep on the on the prayer whatever Zoom. <laughs> I've heard that Doc has won an award for that. And I award was an award for sleeping. <laughs> Doc <laughs> is, is that a fact or a truth? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So take the word of God seriously. We are stewards of these mysteries. We are stewards. Is that not powerful? We are the ones to manage these troops. We are the one that, ones that this truth has been entrusted to us. And don't miss Saturday. I have a lot to share. Because I have to just pour out everything I have to pour out. See, put the camera on me and let me say something. Is that not powerful? And I want you to send this one to everyone on the page. But I'm inviting all of you to church on Saturday from 9 o'clock to 6. If you are rich and wealthy, stay at home. But if you need wealth and you want to see the provisions of God, be part of this gold as dust. And I know that your life will never remain the same again. There are three things that money is. Money is a defense. Is that not powerful? Money answers all things. And money spreads the city. It's very important things. So make sure you come. You see, that's why we talk about wisdom. You can't owe people money when you have wisdom. You, see, you can't owe people money when you have wisdom. You can't just be seeing your things that you are doing going down and down, 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 down. No. Be in church on when? Saturday. Saturday. I have a lot to share. We share, we pray, we prophesy, we share, we pray, we release. So don't miss out. Shout glory. Okay. Shall we all bow down our heads? Father, we thank you for this wonderful evening. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for your word. 
Thank you for reminding us. Your word says that your spirit will bring us to remembrance of whatsoever we have heard. Thank you for today because we have reminded ourselves of what we have heard. We love you, Jesus. We bless your name. There is none like you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Shall we take our offerings? I bless you all in the name of Jesus. I bless the seed that you are sowing. I command the multiplication of this seed and the blessings of Abraham will rest on you and be functioning in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. As you go, may you be preserved. May you be protected in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory. You are good and you are kind, yeah.